Two good spikes. And we're off to the races, Jason. Hello, everybody. This is the Gas Cap Running Gates podcast, also known as the Trailcast. I'm your host, Levi Black Eagle, and we are going to go on an adventure. So lace up them shoes, grease up those nipples, and put some band-aids on those ass cheeks, and let's talk running. Trail running. The Gas Cap Running Aids podcast. Trailcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. My name is Levi Black Eagle, host of the Gas Cap Renegades, and with me, as always, is Jason Julius Cummins, <laughs> Doctor the Third. Say hello, Jason. Hello, Julius. Doctor J. His name was Julius, right? Yeah, that's true. Julius Cummins. <laughs> I have to name one of the one of the grandkids. One of my brothers was trying to name his first kid Julius Dylan. I remember that. <laughs> I remember that. That would have been cool. I think you should have done that. Yeah, I thought he did too. Little, little Julius Dillon Black Eagle running around. <laughs> little pamper. Soggy pamper. So, how you been? Good. How about you? I'm good. I'm good. Hanging in there. Hanging in there, huh? Hanging in there with all this uncertainty. It's like we're out. We're, we're pirates, not pirates, but sailors out to sea that first got so far that they couldn't see land anymore. We're just out in uncharted waters right now, just hoping for the best. It's hard being flexible. Yeah, especially when you're not flexible. I mean, like if you have a routine in life and... Having a routine is pretty good. It's pretty mind-numbing. But now you have to make choices and decisions and Mm -hmm. figure new situations out, and it's kind of tiring. It is. When I had a routine, running was part of my routine. We took away my routine. My running suffered greatly. (laughs) It was bad. Really bad. I think I was... uh, when before this season, we're talking about COVID, right? Yeah. Sometimes it felt like I was in Groundhog Day. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of mindless. Sometimes, like just this was the habit, this routine. Yeah. But going back to that, I would much rather be a pirate than a sailor. Really? <laughs> what did you? I, I don't know. <laughs> like Captain Jack Sparrow is like my favorite dude. Were the other guys sailors? The uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that pirates are sailors too. They're just a, they're the um, trail runners of the sea. Oh, so we're a bunch of pirates, huh? <laughs> arr, arr. <laughs> I was watching one of the one of the running videos, one of the vlogs. I don't know who was doing it. Was it was it Jamila Curry doing it? I don't think he was in there. But all of these runners that we know, it was at UTMB, and they all found a um a pirate bar in uh France somewhere. And they uh-huh. all somehow they all congregated there i thought it was pretty cool to see all these runners that i admired just kind of hanging out one time there was this one lady and then here she had a um, patch on Mm -hmm. kind of had a eye patch on and so what happened to you and then and they said that and then she said um remember them little things they look like eye drops and they say do not place an eye she said i put it in my eye (laughs) (laughs) every time she would look they'll go like this to her Wait. <laughs> kind of do a hook with the minutes. Arr. <laughs> that was so funny. That's mean. It's funny. It's what Why? <laughs> she, she Why'd she put it in her eye? Wasn't reading directions. Oh, this That's is a good question. I, was, I think I'll just go ahead and put this in my eye. <laughs> she probably thought it was eye drops, huh? I had used an eye patch for a little bit one time. Did you? I had, um, I think I kept my contacts in for too long. 
I mean, you're supposed to take them out. Yeah, apparently you are. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> All right, camera, but I think, I think my lens had like a little tear in it, uh-huh. and that ended up messing with my eye. And I would still use that contact lens too because I had to be able to see. I didn't have my glasses or on my um, backup lenses. What color was it? Pink. Pink eye. Pink. No. Pink eye. No, it was um, I no color. Anyhow, your eye patch had no color. Oh, the eye patch. No, it was like kind of like one of those foamy ones. Oh, okay. But I had to use it for a couple of days. And do you ever try to walk around with one eye? Your depth perception is all off. It's weird. If you threw a ball at me, I wouldn't be able to catch it. I tried that before because I thought, well, they said it messes with your depth depth perception. Mm-hmm. <laughs> perception. <laughs> <clears throat> I didn't do it long enough because I kept waiting for it to happen. Hmm. Do you, you know why? Do you know why pirates wear eye patches? Tell me. When they go below deck where the sun isn't there, they flip that patch up and that eye is automatically dilated so they can see what they need to see. Because sometimes nah, they can get really? down to a cook. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Why do you think they all had patches? They all just. But they got poked in the eye. Everybody got. Everybody gets poked in the eye. <laughs> the captain. All those birds that are coming right here gouged their eyes out. Yeah, it was those guys. <laughs> Is that the real reason? I saw it on MythBusters. I don't believe those guys. They were able. They ran down there and they're like uh, dodging obstacles, <laughs> and they kind of gave them like pirate obstacles too, like swinging ropes and barrels of rum were coming at them. And yeah, they could see them a lot better. I don't know if that's why, but it it helped. It definitely did. So anyhow, you old trail pirate, you. (laughs) (laughs) What's what's new in the running world? But first, let's say, hey, if you haven't noticed yet, we have cameras. Last time we filmed them was just kind of an opening, but we're going for the full-on video production going Joe Rogan here. Really? Joe Rogan video version. We should put some, like, Stuff on the green screen. We should. Whenever we're talking about something, a little graphic's going to pop up right there. And if not, it's just going to be a picture of your face there the whole time. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it, man. Don't do that to me. <laughs> uh, we should also say this. I think if um, true fans of the show may have seen a little funny clip come out, and you're probably going to be wondering whether that or why, or why Jason and I are dressed differently than that clip. We had major technical difficulties, and we had we're redoing an entire show. Yep. For the love of the game, you know we we, we could have just put it out there, but it didn't sound good. It there didn't was sound echoes, good. It was and just it would have been distracting. So we hissing, and if you're gonna do something, do it right. Yeah. If you're gonna run a fifty fit k in the rut, don't don't do it when you don't sleep and not train. <laughs> don't even take Levi's <laughs> advice. <laughs> I uh, we so yesterday was two years to the day we did the rut fifty k. Mm-hmm. And um, I was looking at some old video footage. Yeah. And I think we were only about um, the 10K when you get to the wooden bridge. Oh, yeah. Remember where you seen the Kardashians? Yeah. Anyways, I asked you on a video. I said, um, how are you doing? And you said, sure wish I would have trained for this thing. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been nice. <laughs> <laughs> so Levi, I only slept one hour before a 50K and... I think he paid for it the next day. I trained about an hour or two for that 50K. <laughs> <laughs> Do you recommend that? No, don't re- I don't recommend it at all. Hmm. It was the toughest thing I ever did. wanted to quit 10 times. I, <laughs> ten. I quit 10 times in there. <laughs> it's pretty hard, huh? It was hard. So that's why we're doing a new show. What were we talking about on that clip? Um, 
I think you had said Britney Spears broke some sort of record. Britney Spears said she broke the world record for the 100-meter dash? I believe it. You do, huh? I don't see anybody that can disprove it. Just not going to say anything. <laughs> you get in that red spandex suit and just took off. <laughs> <laughs> but um, everybody started calling her out, though. So it was kind of a funny thing, and she said she was joking. Mm-hmm. Do you so, think she was in on the joke or she just did some random times? Oh, I ran this fast. I don't know. Have you ever timed yourself running sprints? Like if you're using like a phone, mm-hmm. it's probably pretty hard, huh? Yeah, it is hard. Because even with your watch, sometimes you forget to turn it off. Do you know But I'm pretty sure that you can't <laughs> run 100, 100 yards in five seconds. Unless she just grabbed her watch and threw it. That might, that might have did it. <laughs> One time I was checking my watch. I think I said this before. I was checking my watch, my splits. Uh-huh. When I was doing the uh, the um, Ultimate Warrior, and all of a sudden my splits went to like 30 miles an hour. I was like, Holy smokes, what the heck happened? Yeah, what happened? I was on a horse. <laughs> you were on a horse? Yeah. <laughs> for the Ultimate Warrior? There was a horse portion of that. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Man, I was moving. <laughs> That's funny. That was funny. Running news, speaking of running, do you have any running news? Running news? Besides Britney yeah. Spears breaking the record? Yeah, she broke the record. Um, let me see. I'm looking at um, some running news. Kershaw did the Tushers 100K. Cameron Kershaw, Tushers 100K. Mike R. did the Beartooth 100K last weekend. I think he waited a weekend. That was along the same route that Cameron did the year before, right? Yep. Nice. And he's going to do the Beartooth 100 mile again this Ooh, coming season. Cameron? Yep. Or he's going to organize it for some of us who want to do that. Next year or? next? Yeah, next year. Okay. 2021. 2021. So be on the lookout for. I'm. I kind of want to do that. Kind of scared. Kind of nervous. Scared. I'd be scared back there. I don't kind of want to do that. Then the beaten path. Um, a local runner, Stephen Graham, did a FKT of the beaten path. Hmm. So you kind of run out to Cook City, turn yeah. around, come back. That was kind of cool. That is cool. I think. Should we do some? We got to do some of that stuff around here. Yeah. What can we do back at Gas Cap where it's safe? I don't know. I think um Scott already did it. Around like 100 miles right there in five days. Let's do 100 miles in one day out there. Scott, he did the, um, how many miles did he run? Oh, yeah. we did. We did. I feel like we already talked about this, but I forgot to go We erased. talked about this, but it was on that <laughs> deleted episode. The lost episodes. He ran like 320 miles in something like that. Forgive me, sensei. Mm-hmm. Like in 22 days? Yeah, and like hours, it was like 30 some hours or something like that. But it was. That's Crazy and thirty some hours he ran three hundred miles, was it that? So he was like doing like ten miles per hour. The whole so time. he was first overall male and first overall was I think the hash. Phyllis Stanley, and she edged him out by edged, seven miles. Edged him out by seven miles, and that congratulations to her because Scott is a beast of a runner, and he yeah. they all had the same amount of days to put in as many miles, and that's that's where they ended up. I think third place is like. Maybe 100 miles back, I want to say. I should have did this challenge. You should have. Why weren't you? I didn't hear about it until Scott was like 250 miles. <laughs> she just said, wait up. <laughs> you could jump in the car for a little bit of it. Pretty sure it's your fault he didn't take first. It was your fault. <laughs> He's like, guys, you need to run with me. I'm seven miles behind. <laughs> no, I just throw in the towel. No one's going to catch you. <laughs> yeah, she... She That's amazing. What was the cause for? What were they running for? I don't remember what the exact cause were. I think it was like hashtag just run 100, wasn't it? I think the goal was to run 100, but those guys just. That's a good enough cause, huh? They just ran right through and said, I'm going to 
Hash brown one hundred. But I know that um, Phyllis kind of went through a lot of a lot of tough times, and that helped her helped her get through what what she was going through, and hmm. just going through it and like battling, and kind of took her mind off things. But also in it, I think she was able to find a little bit of healing. So that was pretty pretty motivational, pretty inspiring. And running will do that, huh? Yep. So good job to Phyllis and Scott and everybody else who took track or took place in that challenge. Maybe next time, let us know so we could uh, hop in. On purpose, they didn't want you to be in there. On yeah, purpose, they, they didn't want me to feel bad. How bad they're going to punish me? They, they know that feelings. They know you don't care about rejection. <laughs> Just really mentally strong. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I wish. Yeah, uh, I did the. Not that it's anything after talking about three hundred some <laughs> miles. Jeez. I did the Matitsi Abzuroka challenge, fifteen mm-hmm. k. Yeah. That was at Matitsi, Wyoming. So it was pretty cool. Going to the homelands. Mm-hmm. Ancestral homelands. Ancestral homelands. That's where we used to winter. Some milder milder winters with a, a lot of elk and deer. Mm-hmm. So I went down there. And there's a, and then I seen um, Cameron and Ryan Lundeen were down there. So that was cool. Met That'd their families. Mm-hmm. It was nice. It was a hell of a, um, <laughs> hell of a run. Was it? Yep. Those guys disappeared in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then... um. The end, like the last couple of miles, to, just to drop off a mountain, it's just not safe. Not safe at all? Not safe. What was the distance? It's only a 15K, so like, what, eight, nine miles? But it was just yeah. the climb, like the mm. climb up and then yeah. the, the drop off the mountain. <laughs> it was, um, there was blood on the trail. That's why I was like, oh, man. Did you start tracking it? Yeah. Kind of tasting it with that? <laughs> Seeing which way the wind was going. <laughs> the um, I just sat on one foot, stuck the other leg out in yep. front of me, and kind of like how you slide down a steep hill as a kid, school hill and lodge grass. Yep. When you don't have a sled, how you go down? <laughs> that's how I went down. We would just go down on our butts and our snow pants. I didn't know that was going to be a um, useful skill as an adult. <laughs> 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 I had gloves though, so I didn't cut my hands. Wait, were you using gloves for? I, never <clears> ran I knew it was going to be pretty bad, so I took oh, some gloves. Smart thinking. Yeah, I took some gloves and went down. Then um. I met the race director and her husband mm-hmm. and um, Janie and all those guys, part of the Cody Wyoming run crew. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool people. And they're the guys who recognize your sultry voice. <laughs> 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 so Jason yeah. was, Jason was registering for something and they, he said his name and just from those about three words is, Hey, I recognize that voice. <laughs> recognize that voice anywhere. You're Jason, aren't you? So you're Jason from the podcast. <laughs> I recognize your voice. <laughs> Then I did the James Earl Jones. Yes, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. That was cool though. Father. It was nice to uh, meet some listeners down there. It is. You know what? I don't think I've met any listeners yet. You have. <laughs> I mean, like, not like that. We're like, hey, you're the guy from the podcast. Maybe these videos will change that, you think? Look into all the camera. Do you think there's anybody that's going to watch this that hasn't seen this yet and say, oh my God, they look so weird? I th- Yeah, I hope not. Like on Wayne's World when they first met Handsome Dan? He's not handsome. <laughs> <laughs> they probably have this cool image of us. So uh, sorry if we let you down. <laughs> sorry if my image lets you down. <laughs> Just kidding. I met a I met a dog named Killian. Mm-hmm. There's a dog out there. His name is Killian. Was he, he a good runner? Is retired. Retired Killian. Does that mean Killian Pretty has chubby. been alive for a while? Pretty chubby. Because I can say that Killian the runner is the only Killian that I've known or heard of. So if you have a dog that's been retired, 
you named him after him quite soon in his career, right? Unless he's had a second home and he's got a new name. Could be. So then I think um, your next kid should be Julius Killian Black Eagle. J.K. Black Eagle? J.K. Black. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) That's the running news, I think. That's what I I have. That was it for running news? UTMB would have been this week or last week, past weekend. The rut would have been yesterday. The rut would have been yesterday. We would have been sore as heck today. Do you remember the first time we did the rut and trying to walk down the stairs? We came to work and we're hobbling around. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of walking funny. Walking like we were incontinent just kidding <laughs> what is incontinent <laughs> google it incontinent the way you're walking it all makes sense <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding and um so if we don't have any running news well let's get right into it huh what's our topic for today before we do so we want to take this time to thank the sponsor of this episode that's right we have sponsors We have Suicide Prevention Month, and in honor of that, the uh, Building Resiliency, Building Health Project, located in um, North Dakota, reached out to us because they were they were fans of the show and said, "Would you like to uh, collaborate for this month in lieu of it and like kind of highlight how running affects your behavior health and how you deal with like stressors and things of like that?" So this our next couple episodes will be focused on that because uh, we do know that they are pretty. Running is beneficial to your mental health and your spiritual health and the way you deal with stress and things of that nature. So in honor of that. They're a really good outfit too. Mm-hmm. Building resiliency, building health. Mm-hmm. We'll have links if we can get the links in uh, the video description. I don't know if we can put it on the other one, can we? The podcast one? Probably. Hopefully. Yeah, we can. Within the description. If we can do it, we'll do it. Because they're a good... They're a good um, out, of, out of Fort Berthold. What town again? Fort Mandarin. Brander Twin Beats. White Shield. Um Partial? Partial. New e- Town. West segment. West segment? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Really Williston. Williston, huh? That's not no. Kildeer? <laughs> it's close, huh? Yeah, we know we've been there a little bit. You ever been to Newtown, Three Tribes? I went there one time because my wife's family's from there. And um I went to she was doing something and I had the kids in the cars and then it wasn't gonna be real practical to have them go in there there's still babies and like we're at a point now where we're outgunned we can't play man-to-man anymore we gotta go zone and brocade was gonna be able to <laughs> yeah, <we're> watching the <laughs> kids <laughs> brocade so i was like i'll wait in the car and i kind of drove around there's still babies and i found this thing and it was one of those earth lodges holy macro did you ever see those things like a hogan is that what it is i didn't see hogan i saw earth lodge it said earth lodge out on the thing i don't know if i've seen it's a big mound of dirt that when you go into it. Oh, so. yeah, yeah, I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have. It was about as big as this classroom or this bigger room that we're in. The studio. The studio? Yeah. The classroom studio? Classroom studio. They're this big? It was pretty big in there. I was wow, like, that's... I, I know that the the, um, the settlement there in that area, I guess pre-Columbus time, it mm-hmm. was a city about... The, um, the population was 200,000. Right there, or was that? Yep. Are you sure it wasn't the one further down river? Might be down river, but it was 200,000. That's yeah. like two Billings, Montana's. Yeah. Imagine the amount of firewood and deer meat and. Imagine the kind of. The great civilization. Yeah. And then um, there was three three bands broke away, which made up our tribe. Mm-hmm. River Crow, Mountain Crow, Kicked in the Bellies. So why, did, why did we leave again? 
I was on one one band left because um something to do with Eastbrook. <laughs> had something to do with tripe. <laughs> I mean it had to do with the Bible. What? <laughs> had to do with the Bible. Okay. Remember that part of the Ishbo they call the Bible? Do they? No, the good part. It's got pages. I never heard that part. And it's full of stuff. Full of substance? Yeah, anyways. There's a story about that. So anyways, we're 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 from the Hadatsa tribe, so even the languages are still the same. When I was at New Orleans, I ran into a group of students from um, the United Tribe, or three tribes, right? Three affiliated tribes. Yep, Mandan, Hadatsa, Rikara. They were doing a program with Dr. Brad Cooper. And it was pretty cool to see them. They came and I went and watched their presentation, and it's an international conference, and they were presenting, like, this is like a high stage of, yeah. it's not your local assembly, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was pretty cool seeing them, and they were just like in, some of them were wearing ribbon skirts and stuff like that. Then in return, I did my presentation like later, and they showed up to support me. And mm-hmm. It was pretty cool. That is cool. Yeah, uh, I was pretty. Anyways, they're doing a lot of good things over there in that area. Is that the one where you dropped the mic? And yep. You went out like <laughs> Randy Watson? <laughs> like who? Randy Watson from Sexual Chocolate? <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> Didn't you ever watch Coming to America? <laughs> I thought you said sexual tropic. Sexual chocolate. Sexual chocolate. Sexual chocolate. <laughs> that boy, good. Yeah, I gave my um present. I did my little presentation, and the way those workshops are set up is like, there's a block of time, and there's like four presenters in there yeah. or four researchers, and then um, when I was done with mine, the, the um the youth, they stood up and left. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a big old mic drop, and they didn't want to hear what the other people had to say. So silent protest, huh? Sign a protest, so I was kind of like giving them invisible fist bumps. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, great kids, great kids, great yeah. youth, great programs. And um, it's always good to see native kids doing things on national levels. It's and thanks to the our program sponsor. Thank you very much. Yes, good things to come. Um, 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 um topic I had it written down, but I forgot to write it down. Mindset. Let's mindset. talk about mind the mindset of running. And I think we want to talk about the mindset of running because it has practical applications in everyday life. Mm-hmm. Or for me, it has. I'm pretty, pretty sure um, I learned a lot of those lessons from you too. YouTube? You also. Okay. Because like, there's been times where um, <laughs> YouTube. Some things you can't learn on YouTube. I don't know. I've learned quite a bit on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I, learned, I learned how to redo my um, floors on YouTube. I think I just could have skipped school altogether and did <laughs> YouTube. <laughs> I'm a carpenter, an electrician, a mechanic, cook, a videographer. <laughs> All from YouTube. <laughs> a photographer? Yeah, but um, there are, I think, everything. It's weird how everything kind of like, you could line it line it up with running and how, what's what's it called? Is it Synergy? No. Synchronicity? Synchronicity. It's weird. Well, maybe the life lessons apply in every area of your life, and mm-hmm. running just helps you see it, and then we can apply it elsewhere. Yeah. There was one time I was really, when I first started running, I was just enjoying it, and then I just had a bad, like a bad run. Like it just, it sucked. Mm-hmm. It was just hard. It was difficult. I couldn't get like a good rhythm and it just wasn't good. And I remember I told you like, and it just wasn't fun. It was sucked. And then you said, um, kind of like life, it's good days and bad days, but we'll keep going. Yeah. And I always remember that. Mm-hmm. 
I don't remember that, but yeah, sure I there. remember that. It's probably you can put it on the category where you told me um, pain is just weakness leaving the body, <laughs> and then I was finishing runs with um, tendonitis. <laughs> I think that was one of those runs where you looked incontinent. <laughs> I was running incontinently. <laughs> Can't wait to Google it. Yeah, but um, no, it is it um, running running will put you at um. It just does something for your your body. Your, your not only just makes you like physically stronger or more more capable, I guess, or just puts you in a better place. But also on the on the uh, mental side, that I'll take for instance the other day I was having a bit of a stressful day, and I said, "Man, I'm 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 gonna go for a run." So I went for a run, and um, on the run I didn't have like any like enlightening moment, like aha moment that like made me see what was stressing me and how to deal with it and everything. It just set my mind and like my body and like my, my spirit, so to speak. It just kind of brought everything down, like kind of leveled. And then everything that I thought was really bad, that was weighing heavily on me, it just really wasn't that big anymore. So it, running didn't answer like any questions. It just put my body and my mind in a state to where I was able to see things a little more clearly. And for a little bit there, I just, I wasn't thinking of anything. I was just running and listening to my music and that was fun to me. And, taking my mind off of what was bothering me for just a little bit, like completely. I wasn't trying to forget it. Running just kind of made me think of something else. And then that did wonders for like my mental health and the way I do things. And I, it wasn't just on that. There's like been like how many, I can't count how many times in my life where I felt bad or something was weighing on me that I just went for a run and it was so much better. And that was translated to like my marriage like me and my wife were at odds. She would go for a run or I'd go for a run and like it would just be okay. Or sometimes we'd go for a run together and we wouldn't talk about anything. It was just all of a sudden when we got done, we just felt better. It puts your um, feelings and thoughts in check, doesn't it? It does. I feel like there's a spiritual part of it because you as a being are deciding to boss around your body. Mm -hmm. And that's like a spiritual act of exercising self-control or... Yep. Or something, and then it kind of puts things in order to where, if your feelings are out of control, or if you think something's really serious and you're anxious about it, then you kind of get proper perspective. Like, eh, feelings are in check now, and I can handle it. Mm -hmm. That's a weird. It's pretty helpful. What What are the kind of mind skills? Do you think? Well, a lot of it too is aside from that too. Sometimes I'll relate it, and like we've done big runs and runs where we had to like dig deep and dig ourselves out of a pit to finish that run. And there's times where like, um, I've drawn on that strength and saying, well, I've done this before and I know what my physically, what I'm capable of. And on top of that, mentally how strong my mind had to be in order to tell my body to do something that I didn't want to do anymore. And when like life gets tough, I always try to draw on that and that memory and that strength and say, like, I can do this. I'm, I'm strong enough to do this. I know it because I've done this before. So that would be another avenue. I think that I like to attribute to running. That's what um, somebody asked me. Why, why do you guys run so far? And it's like, I never understood. I guess I never experienced what, what is that? A chiller? Cooler? Ooh. Is it? What does that turn on? It's a ghost. Oh, no. But um, when people say they mustard strength, mm -hmm. I don't know, like ketchup and mustard, but like they muster up <laughs> or digging deep. 
like mustard <laughs> digging deep mustard yeah. uh-huh. but actually like i know what you mean like those runs that we did where we had to dig deep mm-hmm. especially if you get disappointed yeah like there's times in run running or trail running you are disappointed mm-hmm. and there's emotional highs there's emotional lows and there is i think the skill i picked up was you just keep going mm-hmm. you don't listen you don't. I'm sure you've got to pay attention to how your body's feeling. <laughs> and Definitely. Like, and, but like when we did the rut, remember when they moved the aid station? Yeah. We were, we were, um, saying, okay, well, if I just need to get right here, that one, that translated to, you know, if you look at, um, if you're, um, if you look at how, f- how much, how far you have to go, you might get overwhelmed. But if you just broke it down into imaginable pieces, say, well, I just need to get to this aid station or I just need to make it up this climb. Sometimes it goes to a point where, like, I just need to put my foot in front of the other. Then I got to do it again. Just one again. foot in front of the other. One foot in front of the other. And small, manageable, like, goals that you can do. Don't think about how the big picture, because that's going to be hard. You know, just break it down into tiny ones, I think, for life. That's, that's also so true. Mm-hmm. That's so true because yep. we, we hear it a lot, but then... You got to actually do it. Whatever you're doing, you know you can't start out at the top most of the time, or bite off more than you can chew. But when when you get started, it's just a little bit at a time, Mm -hmm. one step at a time. Yep. But remember, um, we were looking forward to that aid station. Only six more miles to the aid station, or whatever. And we got there. There was no aid station because they had moved it. Jason assured me there was an aid station just around this bend. I'm pretty sure that was vice versa. So I squeezed the rest of the water in my mouth. Okay. <laughs> well, salvaging it. Where's the aid station at? Who's right here? You're kind of looking around. <laughs> so looking in the bushes like it was in the <laughs> And there's that one guy with the itty bitty outfit on. Remember, he was real devastated. Where's the aid station? <laughs> I don't know. That was, was, but was that um, me? disappoint, huh? Was that me? <laughs> no, that oh, was <laughs> Even though it was like disappointing, we had to just keep going. We didn't quit. No, we kept going. We found the next aid station. <laughs> no <Barely. choice. laughs> I got there and slumped in a chair and ate a pickle. <laughs> ate a pickle. <laughs> Keep moving. One of our buddies was there too. He was real happy to see us. I think he had been there all day sucking on some barley pops. Barley pops. <laughs> hey, Levi, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> you want a beer? I was like, oh, no. No. Give me some pickle juice. Weird the things you crave at the tail end of a run. I think during that run, wasn't I looking for beef jerky? What's that? I think I was looking for beef jerky that run, wasn't I? You were hungry for beef jerky, yeah. Weird, man. I think that was a good lesson, though. Like, when you're running, you get disappointed sometimes or, like, you didn't have the right time. Mm-hmm. The worst thing, though, I think, if you get into a bad mindset is um, comparing yourself with someone else because there's always going to be somebody out there faster than you. Yep. And I know I work, comp- you know, people by nature are kind of competitive, and even if you don't want to say it, you might want to try to catch someone or beat someone, but... Mm-hmm. It's not rewarding in the long term, but I think we got to compare yourself with yourself. And that's yep. just even in life. Mm-hmm. When you're starting out, you, like I remember when we first started out, I wished we had you know this and that. and We had to start at the bottom. Not, how's that rap song go? Started from the bottom and now we're here? I don't know if we're ever going to be <laughs> here, but... <laughs> we're somewhere. Somewhere. Uh, we, we're exactly where we need to be. Yeah, everybody mm-hmm. is. Comparing yourself to other people, just setting yourself up for failure. I mean, disappointment. They're not you. And discontentment. You're not them. I mean, continents. 
might you'll be, be emotionally incontinent. incontinent emotionally incontinent if you compare yourself with others and just Good full of Lord. it <laughs> just full of it <laughs> mm-hmm. but um yeah because run your own race i mean even in life run your own race yep. i think that's a healthy mindset for running run your own race run at your own pace it's all about finishing yep and not giving up but then in racing sometimes you want to get that medal and you have to beat people you have to sign up for the races where everyone gets a medal (laughs) 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 i'm just kidding i don't want those ones gotta have hope though i was thinking finish your medal if you get finish your medals yeah finish your medal is a big deal in some races. sometimes just finishing the race is a is an accomplishment in itself i heard that in the devil's backbone they got some pottery place to to make our finisher award Mm mm-hmm and that actually kind of kept me going for a while. Um, I was like, I need to. You need I thought pot? it was going to be a big mug or something oh. made out of clay. Yeah. What so I just, if I didn't finish, I wasn't going to get to see <laughs> what was on the end of that. Because I really did think about quitting. What would they give you? It was a little clay finisher medal about this big. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, think, I think our finisher medals are pretty cool that one year. Our, Every our, year, our hundred-year centennial medal, medals. Oh yeah, we made them out of TP poles. Yep. I wanted to like brand them, but we couldn't find a brand. So, <laughs> I, we could, but it was a little pricey, financially unfeasible. Yeah, because we could only use it for one year, huh? Yep. We only do the hundred once. The hundred-year TP creeper. We did some finishing medals for that and made them out of um, were they year old TP poles? Or were they mild TP poles? Yours? Yep. Yeah, they were pretty cool. It was. Then, um, but hope is, I think, a powerful thing. Thinking about running. Mm-hmm. And um, hope is basically, to me, I don't know what it means really, but to me it <laughs> means like you're picturing something good coming. Yep. Like picturing, like whenever I'm in a tough spot, I just picture it's going to be all right. I try to, it's going to mm-hmm. be all right. And then, like, and then having good people around you too who will tell you. Yeah. It's going to be all right. And then jamming out to Bob Marley and singing your heart out. <laughs> Don't worry about a thing. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing that music is really, that's another thing. Music and running, just a great combo, I think. Just get lost in a song. I pretend I'm a musician playing guitar. <laughs> which, which musician? <laughs> I've been all of them. You've been all of them? I've been a crooner, a rocker. A crooner. <laughs> a guitar player with mystique. Never been the drummer, though, or the bass player. Huh. Flea's a pretty cool um, bass player. I'd be Flea, I guess. Yeah, if I was a bass player, I'd be Flea. Or the guy in Corn, he plays bass pretty Fieldy? cool. Fieldy? What's his name? Fieldy. Yeah, Fieldy. Mm-hmm. He's slapping the bass. He's slapping the bass. Slapping the bass. <laughs> I don't know if there's the most positive tunes for mental health, but they've got some good running songs. They, they all have their goodness. They all have their goodness, huh? Mm-hmm. I think. <laughs> yeah. Until you play them backwards. Oh, shenanigans. But I uh, haven't hoped. Just the thought it's going to get better. I think I do that on purpose. Like, it's going to be all right. Like, you know, um, it's going to be a good day today. Yeah. I try to, a lot of times I try to make that the first things I say in the morning. Yeah. It's going to be a good day today. And they will bet it. Like, first thing in the morning. And yeah. It's gonna be all right, and focusing on what's good is. Isn't that what um, 
isn't that what we would do? Our tribe, we would greet the day and the sunrise and. Yep, I'm supposed to say that first thing in the morning. Greet the day. Greet the day. It's a good day today. It'll be a good day. I always tell my wife that when she leaves, have a good day. Have a good day today. Power in that. Leave me alone. I didn't have my coffee. Just kidding. Blow it out your kazoo. Kazoo. <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> I was um, I was leaving. I had to run out of the house today for something. And danger. Danger was sitting there. <laughs> I don't know. He says the weirdest things to me. Yeah. One day he came in and said, hey, dad. Do you know how you make holy water? And before I could answer, I was, I was thinking, man, how do you make holy water? Do you, do you pray for it? What do you do? Do you bless it? Before I, when I was thinking, though, my answer, because I thought he was genuinely asking me, he said, you boil the hell out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a good one. What do you call frozen holy water? What? Popsicle. <laughs> Have you heard that before? It feels like you've heard that before. I did. I think I heard it yesterday. <laughs> It was a dad joke yesterday, too. <laughs> a priest told me that joke. True story. Priest? Yep, a priest. What if your name was Priest? Julius Killian Priest. Julius Priest Holmes. Holmes. <laughs> priest Holmes. Remember those Priest Holmes? Huh? I think he's, he's an athlete, I nope. want to say. Never heard of him. Strange name. I think Julius would be a cool name. You know why? Why? They can call you Juice. The Juice? Yeah. The, the Juice. juice. <laughs> <laughs> that would be good, uh, I think the juice is a cool nickname. The juice. We're gonna move this thing. Okay. So <clears throat> running mindful, running um, how it's such your. It creates mind. a lot. It's healthy, huh? Very healthy. People try to say, "Oh, why do you run so much?" It's bad. Just naysayers, you know. It's bad for you. Too much of anything is bad for you. I don't know. I think. Well, if I tried to run a thousand miles right now, probably that'd be bad for me. But people who run like a hundred miles don't just do it on a whim. Unless you're David Goggins and you're Superman, you can do that. But um, you're smart. I mean, you're just not smart. You, you train for it. You put your body at a position where you can do that. We're just not out here. Blah, 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 all yeah, I say, oh, I'm going to run 100 miles. And I think the other, um, you, you reminded me of, like we're talking about the healthy mindset of running. We're talking about hope and one step in front of the other and, we don't just jump up and try to do something big, but um, consistency. That's a part go. of a healthy yeah. mindset to consistently mm-hmm. do something. And yeah. and I don't just consistently do it because it's rewarding itself. And mm-hmm. running once or twice ain't going to do anything mm-hmm. for you. But to consistently do that for a while, yeah, it really is life-changing. If you consistently run every day for... Just give it two weeks, even that. I mean, you'll see, you'll, I almost guarantee there's going to be almost a night and day difference. You're going to feel better. You're going to enjoy doing something that a lot of people see as a punishment. And you're going to be on the crazy train. People think, why, why do you run all the time? <laughs> Who wants to do that? Do you see that thing where it said, do you have any mental health history? I have an uncle that gets up at five in the morning to go run. <laughs> <laughs> That's a mental issue. <laughs> yeah, so I wish I could crazy. do that. You know what's crazy? Waking up at five in the morning in the dead of winter when it's below freezing to get your run in. And we've done that. Voluntarily, willingly, and had fun doing that. That's what running will do. And I'd rather be that kind of crazy than trying to find stealing things for drugs or drinking all weekend or things like that. That that to me is absolutely crazy. I think there's like a good crazy and 
a non-destructive crazy. Well, we we have some friends who were that kind of crazy, and then when they start running, then their whole lives just changed. Yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. Changed everything because I think it is a form of prayer. It is it's a form of prayer, a spirituality, and um, and then when they kind of quit running, they kind of start going crazy again. Then they start running again, and yeah. <laughs> I, have you ever run so much you felt like you were crazy? <laughs> <laughs> the, and all the big um, runs, there's been moments where I'm like, what the heck am I doing out here? This is so stupid. Yeah. But I know it's just my body, like, upset that it's so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, my body's really upset that I'm putting it to the limit, and that's the body's voice, I think. It is. <clears throat> Definitely is. It, um, I think some people meditate. Some people take drugs to get a certain clarity in their brain. Or some people just turn, whatever it is, you know, whatever you want to call it, some people just spend time in prayer to hear things. And I think that running is a conduit to that, that state in your mind. Because I've been running where all of a sudden, like it seemed like, I don't know if you want to call it my chakra or something. Your <laughs> chakra. <laughs> it seemed like stars aligned. And yeah, like I was able to see. Sorry for laughing at your shot. I was able to see right through a keyhole, through the other side of the door, and looking through there, things made sense. And I was like, "Oh, okay, that's why I'm doing this. That's why this happened. That's why things like that." Then that doesn't always happen, but there's been times where I'm running and I feel like the heavens split and God touched me a little bit, and I was like, "Oh, okay. I I think that things whatever I'm doing here is just is right. There's like I'm on the right path." This can't be wrong. Even if it hurts my knees sometimes. That's just because I have an IT band. Even if it hurts your chakra. <laughs> <laughs> For real though, huh? Mm-hmm. Puts you in the right state of mind. Yep. Even when... Yeah, I, people listening to this, I hope you keep running. If you're running right now... If you're running right now, don't stop until that chakra... Touch your chakra. Touch your chakra. Right in the chakra. Stretch your chakra out. <laughs> I just want to keep saying chakra. Chakra. Anything else? Shake your chakra. Shake it. What is a chakra? It's um. I can't put it into words. I've watched the uh, the Avatar cartoon. It's, and I, but it, I can't remember. It think close your full, eyes. Full disclosure. Close your eyes and imagine a spiky ball, not in a ball shape, <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> that has pulsating light colors. Colors you've never been allowed to see with your human eye. You got to look with your mind's eye to see these colors. That's what a chakra is. Just pulsating spiky ball of things that lives inside all of us. Is it like your spirit though? And it's always kind of Your dim. spirit? And it your never, it's never or? a chakra until it co- coalesces and manifests right here. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you know you're <laughs> I, used to, I don't know if I should believe you or not. I'm from, feel well, you're asking me how to, you're asking me how to explain something that something with infinite wisdom created, and our finite minds are trying to wrap our heads around it, and it never will. I mean, how do you explain explain to me a color? You know, it's for someone who's blind. They can only experience it, huh? Yep. <coughs> so, what is um? What language is chakra? Is it like is it like our spiritual part of us, or it's a uh, Arabic Latin. Is it? Yeah. Coming from the... Is that Hindu? I don't think so. I don't think there's such thing as Arabic Latin either. It's made it up. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you ask me anything? I'm not the doctor here. (laughs) 
I'm gonna learn. I'm gonna <laughs> learn. No, um, that makes sense though. What part? I All of it, like um, how you have a spiritual experience, just a little touch sometimes when you're running, and you receive some guidance and wisdom. Mm-hmm. Not always. I mean, yeah, it'd be nice if it was always. It would be good. I mean, I would run a lot more than I do. <laughs> yeah, uh, that that's probably what they say when they mean the runner's high, huh? Think so? I've never ran and felt euphoric. I ran and felt those endoy endocabinoids. Mm-hmm. Have you ever gotten the second wind? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that second wind is good. Mm-hmm. You're feeling good from the run, and you're like, I want to do this forever till mm-hmm. I'm like 99 years old. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like going to run forever. I can't run. I got a side. Like, I can't do it anymore. Then you just bust through that wall. And like, where did all this second wave come yep. from? Did you ever hear Jim Wamsley thing? Huh? He said, just slow down to the, just slow down to six minute miles, and it, it'll all come back to you. Then you could speed up again. I was like, holy crap, how fast is this guy going? <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't want to hear that. I shouldn't compare myself, but I don't want to hear that. That's some bad wisdom, Jim. Blow it up your kazoo. <laughs> He's a fast runner, though. Very fast. Insanely fast, like inhumanly fast. The um, cross country teams are still running right now, huh? Yeah, I saw them out there that, the other day. I seen some of them running today too. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see what our locals are going to do. I'm excited. I think we have a strong crop of runners here yeah we do i think i think running's become cool too i always thought it was kind of cool but i yeah. feel like it's it's carrying a certain weight to it where like i'm a runner i can't wait to see them i hope they wouldn't stay again here and then i think they got a pretty good team over there in um north dakota too mandarin yep some good runners over is there. mandarin or newtown one of them one of them i White think it's, no i think Marshall. it's newtown didn't they win like 12 or something like that in a row 10 what yeah, and they will like come in like one, two, three, four, five. Really? Yeah, it's some amazing. Darn good runners over there. There's some good athletes over there. My nephew's over there. Mm-hmm. He's, some he's a man among kids. <laughs> he's just a good athlete. A stallion, Every, a stallion amongst mules. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and there's a lot of good athletes, but he's a standout athlete too. Mm-hmm. Whatever he does, rodeo, basketball, just everything. It's weird how some people are just good at everything, huh? It's gifted. Very fortunate and blessed kid. And he's a good guy. Yep. The, um, I was watching a neat little video about an ultra runner. And um, right here. Speak into the mic. Speak into the mic. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of going like this. Yeah. All right. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was my chakra was acting up. Your mic etiquette. <laughs> my chakra. Your chakras weren't lined up. But I was um, watching a short little video. We could share it on the web page or the Facebook page. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I still don't know how to say his name, but he's... Uh, <laughs> uh, let me give it a shot. Okay. Jadimus Grimace. Jadimus Grimace. Jadimus Grimace. That's his real name. What if... What, what if he, how else could he pronounce this? Jadimus. Jadimus Grimace. Jadimus Grimace. Anyhow, what about him? Jadidimus Grinimus. That's really weird. He's Lithuanian? Is that what you said? He's a Lithuanian army officer, and he was in the war over there, like some wars. Yeah. And um, just the PTSD he suffered and how he was taught just, you don't talk about your feelings, you don't hold, you don't, you just, you just got to be tough. Yeah. Just deal with it, and mm-hmm. you don't talk about it. And and he started running, and 
became get, got into racing and how that habit um, turned into healing for him. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty cool, man. It's a cool little video, but yeah, I think in our communities, I think that's become something too because this habit of running is yeah. And I feel like we come from a community too, where as far as like mental health goes, mental health and like help with it, there's almost a taboo. You know, it's like well, we don't talk about those things. Things are certain things we just sleep under the rug and we don't say that out of respect. We don't want people to feel weird. And um, so just bottle up and deal with it. And which could, I think, currently is kind of leading to a lot of... um, A lot of bad stuff. Bad stuff, pretty much. If you don't have a healthy way to deal with it, I think some people by nature find outlets and sometimes those are good and sometimes those are bad. Like us, I feel like we deal with our stress and like maybe things that are bothering us by. Are we good? Yep. By um running, and that's how we um. I I wish I discovered it earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and like a lot of our running buddies, you know, a lot of people I know who like battle alcohol addiction or drug addiction or things of that nature. They they, I don't want to say substituted one addiction for another. I think they they traded a community for this. Is that what you said? Or yeah. The thing. And, um, they create, they traded, um, one community for another. Yep. Which is good. And I, I feel like you'd ask them, they felt like they found healing in running. They found a way to deal with having something taken away from them. And rather than going back to it, they dealt with that, that feeling by running. There's a lot of healing in that habit of running. Mm-hmm. I like how our, our, um, indigenous communities deal with, the health too where um for the most part people who are suffering always have somebody who cares about them yep don't just ship them off or mm-hmm. don't um, ostracize them yep but for the there's always somebody that so even if they feel like there's nobody that there is there is what's there. that old saying hmm. what's that it's a cruel proverb if i didn't care about you i wouldn't say anything <laughs> <laughs> when they're t- talking to you that's what they say yeah they didn't care about you they wouldn't be getting after you exactly i think that that's what i tell my kids when i have to get after him is that what you say yeah hmm. that's a cruel proverb i i just inherited proverb. i thought I, I thought i was i thought my chakra lined up and i enlightened and i was stumbled onto something but apparently it was an old old proverb that i was digging up from the You're past living huh yeah if i didn't care if i didn't care what happened to you i wouldn't say anything but i care and i want you to I need to teach teach you right from wrong. There's a lot of, um, I think we had some resiliency lessons given to us too, like that maybe some of the generation now hasn't gotten. Because there was always somebody at home. I remember after mm-hmm. school you go home. There was always somebody home, and now a lot of kids go home to an empty house. Or, mm-hmm. but they just need to be able to reach out to somebody and talk. There's always somebody that cares about them and. Yep. I remember going through things when I was in elementary or middle school, even high school, and having relatives say, oh, you'll be all right. Mm-hmm. Just uh, maybe next time do this or say this. I think our whole um, middle school and high school experience is against the law now, huh? I would say so. A lot of We didn't even know the word bullying. It was just a part of regular... <laughs> like I, um, I know who bully... I know who the bullies, like, would call them the bully, but I didn't know what they were doing was bullying. <laughs> know what they bullying, were doing. bullying today takes on a whole new sinister meaning. Like Johnny on Cobra Kai, how he talks to his kids. I mean, his um, students. Yeah. He's a... That was our school experience back then. Mm-hmm. That's to be raised by a bunch of Johnny. 
Johnny Lawrence's. Johnny Lawrence's. <laughs> <laughs> really politically incorrect. <laughs> Just had to grow thick skin. Uh, and um, yeah. Did you watch that Cobra Kai? Yep, I watched it. It's pretty That's good. If you guys haven't watched Cobra Kai yet, watch it. It's good. It was um, it's fun, huh? Very fun. <laughs> I can't wait to finish <laughs> it. Flashbacks. <laughs> it I liked. I liked his side of the story. Which was awesome. It was like almost believable. Like, it was like the whole time I was just living Danielson's side, and he was bad. I, I never tried to look at it from somebody else's angle. Yeah, I just believed the first story told me. I didn't even think there's probably two sides to this story. <laughs> so remember that, people. There's two sides to every story. I'll just take one side. <laughs> he stole my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> that was real funny. I, I felt bad for him. He was like heartbroken, and like he had his. The sash that she gave him. And <laughs> he had a sash still? <laughs> his headband. Uh, she, she gave that to him. I forgot about Ellie that. Ellie gave that to him on their first date. Hmm. Yeah. But then that was, <laughs> that's a fun show. It is a fun show. You need to watch it. It reminds me of, I think we were like the age group after, huh? After that. I'm glad we didn't have social media as kids, though. Golly, that would be terrible. <laughs> no. Hmm. Thank probably, goodness. Probably couldn't get a job. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. And kids I was, today are I was a good kid back then. So back yeah, then, I'm what a, about now? I'm, I'm a good man. <laughs> no, I was a good kid too. But I, I was like some of these things that go on, some of the mean trolls out there. So mm-hmm. yeah, like it's you gotta handle things way differently too these days. You know. So whatever. I'm just thinking if there's since it's um, talking about a healthy mindset, you can't let that. It's probably easier said than done not to let that stuff get to you. It is. Sometimes, sometimes people know the right things to say, especially like people who know you who know which buttons to push. And that's, that's what bugs me is when people say stuff that's like not completely true. Mm-hmm. Kind of a little, I'm like, why do you have to say that? You know, we know that's not what's going on. Hey. Lies are the worst. <laughs> yeah. Like when Bruce says um, we run funny. Yeah. He said I run like a grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> Was it the grandpa and the, the, the leaner back? You run like you're incontinent. (laughs) (laughs) Bruce said with the different finishings, the race finishings. Bruce Bruce corrected me and said that he doesn't do that. He uses the old, what do you call it, the two-toe flip? He uses the two-toe flip? When he does his cornholing. said I got it wrong. So sorry, Bruce. The two-toe flip. I'd get up and show you, but I don't know. I didn't exactly know. I think it'd be like when. um, Is it kind of like he's going like this? I think it's that forbidden move like on Blades of Glory when they cut that lady's head off with her ice skate. <laughs> it's a forbidden cornhole move. Forbidden <laughs> cornhole move. Only, it's dangerous. You gotta the other day I was running, mm-hmm. and there was a um, guy out on his porch, and he was a non-native, and he kind of liked this to Like, I almost got offended. I thought he was doing like this to me, mm-hmm. like saying, you're no good. Yep. I was really upset, and I was going to, in American hand time, I was going to give it back to him. Mm-hmm. But what then I was he? like. Maybe it's throwing, maybe it's chewing seeds and spitting. That's out. what I thought. What the heck's going on? Maybe, I don't know. This guy, maybe he's like throwing something, or he's like saying, hey, or. Oh, there's your timer. Hold on. But yeah, I didn't know what he's doing. You thought he just knew some crow sign language? I thought he knew some crow sign language, and he was like, <laughs> um, told me I was ugly. <laughs> You're no good. Someone was telling me about a story about a basketball game where one of the old crowmen someone was a teasing clan in the crowd. It was a packed game too, and the guy was in the crowd, and the guy walking by saw him. Walked by him like this. Yeah. 
<laughs> I think he pointed at the first one. <laughs> I told Eddie that guy went like this to me. I was really upset. And Eddie kind of said, he said, uh, you should have went like this. <laughs> Grabbed it and threw it away. <laughs> like at end games. What if it was? What if he did that to you? He knew. He picked it up along the way. Oh, man. He probably did, huh? Old Gary Joe Graham spoke crow. You know what's interesting is people from that age group that were not native, they all spoke crow. Like in prior, all mm-hmm. non-natives just speak crow. No choice. That's crazy, huh? We need to gain that back. and You need to not give us a choice, Jason. Just implement that here. Just like wearing a mask during the day? Yep. No, wear your mask and speak crow. Like you're English, you're out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so we're just gonna be up here faking it till we make it. Eventually, we're gonna be like uh, Antonio Banderas on the Thirteenth Warrior. <laughs> That's a good movie, hey? You're watching everyone else on PC I know what you mean. I know what you're saying. That's a good movie, huh? It is. I gotta watch it all the time. Do you? Yes. The um. <laughs> <laughs> It's pretty gross when they're washing their hands in that bowl. We went camping that one time and broke. You had a bowl like that. Uh-huh. Said, we gotta wash your hands. The face is like Thirteenth Warrior. <laughs> Blow your nose in there. <laughs> Garling. Oh, gross. Do you think it'll be better than not washing the dirt off your face, though? No, I leave the dirt on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. When we were young, you used to share everything. That's why we got strong immune systems. Like, yeah. <clears throat> I have some of your sucker. I suck on your sucker for a little bit. Give it back when you get to the gum. You better not eat the gum. Give it back when you get there. <laughs> <laughs> Want some I, of my lemon? <laughs> Everybody's sharing lemons. <laughs> yeah, that was different times, man. Because I wouldn't do that right now. Except for that time you made me drink your water. <laughs> you haven't <laughs> thought about that just now. You drank my water bottle. <laughs> you even take it off your chest. Just Against my wheel. <laughs> nursing out there in the middle of nowhere. Violated. If you weren't my boss, I wouldn't be doing this. <laughs> <laughs> That's messed up. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> I wouldn't be doing this. But I am thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> so what were we talking about again? <clears throat> I don't know, but... I'm kind of, did, did we get Bruce into this episode? We Bruce. Did. Yeah, we did, huh? Those of you who don't know, Bruce is our good... He's my little brother. <laughs> he's right there. <laughs> he's my little brother but he's also our co-worker and just mm. a good guy to be around he's a lot of fun yeah he's a runner too that's why he's a runner about him. we should get him out here yeah we should huh we talk about him enough <laughs> we should probably put him on the show we're doing that so he would listen because yeah. he wouldn't listen to the podcast weren't we gonna test and somebody somebody, uh, somebody told on us yeah told on us they were talking about you <laughs> 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 so eddie Eddie, where are we going to leave a, a hidden message for Eddie until he acknowledged it? Yeah, until Eddie um, listens. Pastor Eddie, he's the pastor over here at the Baptist Church. Brother Eddie? Is it the first Crow Indian Baptist Church? I think he's the man, uh, the preacher dude. Really? Yep. Yep. <coughs> he was showing me um, some dance moves. Some preacher dance moves? <laughs> no, he was the, Eddie's a good dancer though. Oh, yeah, Big he Big dancing, head spin. Yeah, I remember when Superman came by and the, it got to Eddie and... <laughs> he started he rolling around on the ground, or like not rolling, but like doing, doing the backspin and stuff. Some full-on breakdancing moves. The windmill. He's pretty athletic, that guy. Yeah, he is. But he was doing the um, James Brown move that Prince did. <laughs> One time, I walked by the cafeteria, and someone was doing the worm right in front of all the kids, and I looked up, and it was Eddie. 
Nah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because I think one of the kids was trying to do the worm, and Eddie had to show him how it was done. In the cafeteria? Yeah. During yeah. summer school, right? Yeah. <laughs> it was during um, I was during bus pickup. <laughs> during after school. School was done. He wasn't getting paid to do the worm. <laughs> He's not <laughs> getting paid to do the worm. <laughs> he was uh, showing the kids how it was done. Yep. And he so looked we'll exactly like Eddie, a worm. We'll see if Eddie hears this. I didn't know your back could bend like that. That. Without huh? breaking. <laughs> What's that? I said, I don't know your your spine could bend like that without breaking. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> that was the first breakdance move I learned. Was it the actual worm where you kind of kind of flop or was it where you kind of. No, I was doing the, like the. Like that. that. Hurt. I tried to. I think I'm just too bony. Yeah, I could do the worm. <laughs> Show us right now. No. Video cameras. <clears throat> nope. Okay. Okay, everybody. We hope you enjoyed this one. Uh, look look to our descriptions on the podcast and on the video. We'll have links to all the um, to our sponsor and to the um, links that we're going to put on there. Yeah, we have a good story coming up on the next podcast. Yes, we do. For good story, stay tuned. You're not going to anonymous story. You're not going to You're not going to miss. What's the? Um, it was Jason. <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> it was not me. Somebody did something, and it's pretty. It's pretty enjoyable to hear about. It wasn't Jason. <laughs> you gave him. You gave this person um, alias. Did I? I have to give everybody aliases. So I can't keep everybody's nicknames. Okay. I'm like my grandpa and my uncle. They don't call us by our names. Nobody. So we have two sets of nicknames. So this one of um one of our run buddies, Julius Killian. Do you know what my grandpa calls me? What? Gorzapio. Yeah, I knew that. Gorzapio. Do you know what my uncle calls me? Johnson. Johnson? Gorzapio Johnson? <laughs> no. Grandpa's Gorzapio. Uncle's Johnson. Huh. Your grandpa's no. called me a few things I care not repeat. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What'd you do? I spent the night. <laughs> First time I ever spent the night, um kind of nudged him with his foot and had some had some words and I was really scared because uh-huh. um, to me those kinds of words is fighting words <laughs> got me up and made me eat breakfast and accused me of looking at looking like an uncle <laughs> <laughs> and then um, Dylan said you're the first friend my grandpa ever liked <laughs> I was like this is liking me <laughs> this means he likes me <laughs> I was pretty scared of it wait to see if he didn't like me it is a lot of fun to be around. Mm-hmm. Taught me how to be an electrician. Yeah. <laughs> Going to there and I'll buy you some basketball shoes. <laughs> <laughs> the other guys are scared of them wires. If you hook them wires up, I'll buy you a um, starter jacket. And if you hear rattling, just back up. <laughs> <laughs> if you hear rattling, back up slowly. <laughs> <laughs> just take the stick and knock down them webs. He was pretty happy to have us around though, me and Clement. Mm-hmm. Oh, you guys are hard workers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so stay tuned for next week when you hear this anonymous story, and uh, we'll, it's going to be a good one. We hope you enjoyed this. Jason, do you have any parting words? I just keep that thing about having a healthy mindset in mind. Yes. Because we can control our thoughts. We can. We can. And you know what else we can control? What we do. That's the only thing we can control. Is what we do. Yep. So like when I say, you made me do it, that's kind of. You're lying. It's kind of cop out, huh? It is. 
Look what you made me do. Well, if you didn't do this, I wouldn't have done that. Like if I drop a, if I drop my coffee in an accident and said, you shouldn't have looked at me. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Just kidding. But really, though, we do have our own choices, huh? Mm-hmm. The first time I heard that, it was pretty empowering where somebody said, um, I don't feel bad. Like, um, I took that power away from them a long time ago to make me feel bad. Yeah. To make me angry, to mm-hmm. make me upset. Yep. And yeah, when people do something and it like makes you think, oh, I'm not going to do this now. I said, no, they don't, they don't get to have that power over me. They don't get to decide what I'm going to do or. That's an awesome place to be mm-hmm. in yourself where yeah. people can't provoke you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not, it's not, it doesn't come easy. Or you think our teasing in the culture um, helps prepare us for that? Yeah, I think the balance. I think the I think the teasing is part of the yin and the yang. You know, the, the balance of everything. I think our clan fathers lift us up. And everything our teasing clan kind of keeps us down a little bit. So I heard so some I mean. really wise wisdom from our grandmother where this um, this um, little guy was like, "They're they're making fun of me," and la- or they were laughing at me. They're mm-hmm. laughing at me for I don't know what the kid did. And she said, "Well, don't get mad, or they're going to keep laughing at you. If you did something funny, laugh at yourself." Mm-hmm. And I was like, I wish more people would. Yeah. Nowadays, if someone laughs, I mean, parents are. I don't even want to get into it. Just, yeah. Good times back then. Good times. You can only control what you do. And it's okay to feel your feelings. Feelings are just, it's okay to be happy. It's okay to be mad. It's okay to be sad. Dig deep into the chakra. But what you do next with that, that's all on you. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. If you're really super mad and beat somebody up, it's not because they made you do it. You you chose to deal with your anger in that way. So all we can control is what we do. Some people, that's all they understand, though. I'm just yeah. kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> they let their emotions dictate what they're going to do. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. I like to watch those um, anime sometimes. Yeah. Remember those characters are pure emotion? Their eyes get big and like... Right. I feel like I've met some people that are pure emotion. Like they're like those anime characters rather than like being in control of them. So they're just nothing but anger or happiness or love or nothing but feelings rather than like, I think where we need to be is to recognize our feelings. and Like that cartoon just recently? Which one? Was that called Inside Out? I haven't watched it yet. They were all like, they were all feelings inside this body and like they were trying to, were they trying to save memories or I can't remember what they're doing. Inside was Out? Was that what it's called? I think it was called Inside Out. It's pretty neatly. You got to take a look at it. It's, I'll it's take a gander. Mm-hmm. Well, we better cut this thing off, huh? We better. You keep taking us down rabbit holes. Yeah, they're the best. Watch out for the rabbit hole, guys. So, <laughs> any parting words of wisdom? Rabbit trails. Anything about Bruce? It's <sighs> uh, my little brother, so I don't really tease him very much. He teases me, but <laughs> no, no, okay. One time Bruce was, I, I thought Zach Miller was running up behind me. Do you ever hear how Zach Miller runs? I can't beat, uh, he's beat me every Zach time Miller? I run. No, I'm um, Bruce. Because he runs like Zach Miller. He's a beast. He runs hard. <laughs> so holy cow, I thought it was an animal at first. And I turned around and it crested the hill and it was Bruce. Oh, Bruce. Keep going. Horse breath. Sometimes you run and it's horse breath. Sometimes you have horse to. Horse chest. You have to just breathe in the chest. Say it with your chest. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll see you next week. Tune in. We got dandy of the Run hard. Run like the wind. <laughs> <laughs>